it's a new Netflix sensation. Today I'm talking about The Tinder Swindler. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about the Tinder swindler, or rather, all of the discussion around it. So, as I'm going to introduce, this is going to be a bit different than some of my normal reviews. It's less of a review and more of a discussion, but I thought that this particular movie warranted it. So without further ado, let's get started. It's becoming more and more common for a popular documentary to provoke discussions about serious social topics partially because so many people can watch and offer their opinions about said documentary and its subject, and partially because said documentaries hit a nerve in the cultural consciousness. The most recent example is The Tinder Swindler, a documentary about an infamous scam artist who used a larger-than-life online persona and events to scam numerous women out of millions of dollars they didn't have. I'm going to go off the beaten path of my regular reviews and instead address a lot of the conversations I've seen surrounding this film and how the film does and doesn't help. One of the most common refrains in situations like this is victim blaming. How could these women be so gullible? How could you miss so many red flags? In essence, how did you let this happen to you? Which is obviously messed up because it's very clear that the Tinder swindler is a lifelong con artist with a proven method to invoke strong emotional reactions from people who believed they had a strong connection with him. He would promote a combined image of luxury and emotional connection and then feign that his life was in danger. As easy as it might be to look at that from afar and say how on earth do you fall for that, you're also forgetting that in many cases the women in question are thinking about starting a life with this person. And that's where I think the film fails. Let's start with the title. When you hear the Tindler, Tinder Swindler, you're not only going to get the rhyming title in your head, but you immediately know what the story is about. It's about someone using Tinder to scam people out of money. You may not know how, but you know that he's a scammer. So why does that matter? Because if you know this guy is a scammer from the get-go, you view the women's experiences through that lens. Every I love you text that feels too early is a red flag. Every unreasonable request because it's coming from the Tinder swindler is obviously a scam because it's coming from the Tinder swindler. It's a kind of dramatic irony that makes us less inclined to empathize with the victims. I had to check myself while watching the film because I kept feeling this pull to put it on the women, when no, gullible or not, they should have been victimized by this asshole. There's actually a documentary I think that does this very well, called Nuts, addressing a, a quack doctor, while never actually addressing the fact that he's a quack until the end of the film. Now the next two things I want to talk about are things I wish the film was about, which are tech rec regulation and the prosecution of scams. As good a job as the film does at presenting the scammer's tactics in a blow-by-blow -blow of his lies and the subsequent fallout so people don't repeat these mistakes, it doesn't take any time to address how or why a scammer might pick something like a dating app as their means of choosing marks. A lot of people have pointed out that dating apps like Tinder are a lot like a digital marketplace for relationships. Each of the women talks about wanting to meet a Prince Charming who wants to live their kind of lifestyle, and by itself, that sounds fine, it's perfectly reasonable to want a charming man who lives the similar life to you. But if someone is able to say, 
target women with enough disposable income to travel and pay for trips who want long-term commitment and wouldn't balk at someone who can't even be in the country for extended periods of time because look how successful and handsome he is, you've got a problem, don't you? I find it very interesting that a movie with the app in the title does so little to critique the company responsible for the algorithm and platforming a con artist. I know there's always a degree of deniability in cases like this for companies, but tech companies enjoy far greater leeway than a dating service would. If my new company, Scott Single, set you up with a con artist that I failed to screen, I'd have some liability issues. The presumption with tech is that they don't have the infrastructure or money to do this, when in reality, their emphasis on profit means they have no desire or pressure to do it. The second problem is one, of, is one that the film glances at in the epilogue but doesn't fully address, which is, how do you prosecute this behavior? I still find it wild that in an internationally connected economy that crimes like fraud are so hard to prosecute to any meaningful degree. There's a lot at play here, including whether what is or isn't a crime in certain countries, cross-border enforcement, wealth, and of course proving intent. And I think it's, but I think it's safe to say if you steal a million dollars from a woman in Norway, you should go to jail for that, even if you live in Israel. Not be out in Hollywood taking meetings about dating shows or become a hero to the worst kind of people on the internet. And this is where I think the movie could do a much better job. Because men like the one featured in the film don't thrive simply because they are amoral or operate with a sociopathic drive towards more money and people to scam. They thrive as much as they do because the systems around them aren't stopping them, or in some cases are helping them. Potentially the most effective moment in the entire film is when a victim of the swindler admits that they still go on Tinder because they want to find love. And instead of asking any follow-ups, the film lingers on her as if she's a dummy that hasn't learned a lesson. Not a lonely person who's still stuck using the only tool she knows how to find connection and romance. It's not her fault, but the film often makes it feel like it is. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.